0: Reverend Rathen Let's start tonight with a brief prayer. Serene and Holy, Spirit Supreme, Awesome One, we call upon you in the trans-universal spirit of the Anointed, and ask you to be with us now and forever, guiding us in prods and whispers of consciousness and conscience, moving us ever higher up the Jacob's Ladder, toward an ever more intimate relationship with and knowledge of Your Divine Majesty. In God with us we pray. Amen. The listener must always understand that Urianism is holistic. Our teachings approach the religious, metaphysical, paranormal, mystical, psychological, mythological, and even sociological as one subject, the spirit life. It encourages its adherence to prepare the mind and soul throughout one's lifetime, for that moment of entry into the sublime, to go further, to reach the shore beyond the prison planet of earth. It's a path designed to bring about experiences with the divine. A relationship with the unseen realm of saints, angels, and the Godhead. The Orion vision of God is about a unity of the many faces, aspects, facets, the many ideas about the One God, the Most High, across many cultures and times, from antiquity to the present. It's a union of the moral precepts of many religions, boiled down into one set of principles, immutable, non-negotiable a vision for the future of humankind, at once grandiose and pragmatic. It calls us to be an interstellar, interdimensional, and epic dawn for the future of humankind. We deal with our nature and the nature of the material plane as it is, while offering pragmatically idealistic solutions. In the frame of Jungian psychology, we are called to integrate and individuate through bluntly honest self-assessment with meditation, integrating our lower, middle and higher nature into one cohesive being of truth and spirit, rather than living in falsehood and hypocrisy. We see this as necessary for all of humanity, to confront and integrate the many fragments of collective identity into one cohesive wholeness it is not necessary to believe in a literal god to be a Urian. It's important to set aside your disbelief for the greater good of a united moral and metaphysical vision. The removal or decrease of the idea of a higher divine and transcendent authority, whether in the form of gods or a god, from the human collective subconscious, the ever-increasing division and pettiness of Interreligious and intersectarian bickering, the fact that many religious leaders have sold out their own ancient teachings for popularity with the popular culture, these together have left humanity with only human opinions like nihilism, amoralism, materialism that lead to a descent into an abyss of increasing abomination, lawlessness, depravity, and the normalization thereof. While the political and religious leadership of the world give humanity only materialistic, temporal, and or coldly technocratic visions of the future, devoid of a truly spiritual or metaphysical aspiration or goal, indeed religion itself has become little more than another part of the machine that keeps spirits bound to the world, returning again and again, and a tool for convincing souls while they are here to just go along and get along with the demonic low-minded status quo placating the masses with messages of stay calm and submit marrying corrupt and hypocritical religious authority with godless and amoral secular authority psychoanalytic mysticism universal Gnostic monotheism with a metaphysical, political and social vision for the millennia ahead intended to move humanity toward the stars and beyond, into the hyperspatial and into the very planes of consciousness. Such is the purpose of this tiny sect called Urianism. We assert, as our basis, that there is one real God, beyond and behind all the ideas of the One and Most High, across the ages. This is our first truth. Yet it is an idea, and what is more important is the unity or oneness that the idea entails. And now for a little bit of news. As you know, we have been following the anti-mandate movement. There are those pointing out that the mandates are going away, but the civil liberties that were taken by the great reset tyrants are not coming back. In truth, the vaccine requirements for schools and many places of employment remain with restrictions on international travel as well. Moreover, the goals of the Great Reset Agenda, an oligarchical globalist, amoral, godless, militantly secular, covertly luciferian or satanic Marxist and techno-transhumanist agenda, has been significantly furthered by the COVID panic, and now replaced with the Ukraine-Russia panic, which again furthers the overall scheme of the elites the technocratic enslavement of humanity to a ruling intelligentsia. This week in the U.S., the trucker convoy circled Washington, D.C., their numbers growing, and finally they begin to close the noose and move into the capital, only to be blocked at every turn and threatened with arrest for the crime of trying to exercise their First Amendment rights. In Canada, travel restrictions are being placed on any political dissident who would dare try to flee the country the threats of passport seizure, and continued legal persecution of those who dared to oppose the dictator Trudeau. Their efforts have ripped away the curtain and revealed that Canadian democracy was only ever skin deep, a superficial veneer. Now freedom is being given back for the obedient and compliant. As long as you don't rock the boat or speak up too loudly, you can live under the illusion of the return to normality. The conflict in Ukraine overshadows and drowns out all other news, varying and distracting from domestic issues like the battles for the souls of schools, which have now become little more than indoctrination camps, by which the young are inducted and initiated into the agenda. This week, China made its intention towards Taiwan clear, and again used nuclear blackmail to clear its intended path threatening anyone who would help that tiny republic off the coast of mainland China. Like Russia, with Iran and North Korea, these bully nations are at least overt in their approach to world domination, yet horrifically cruel and immoral in their methodologies. Right now, in China and North Korea, a million Muslims are being tortured and enslaved, re-educated, oppressed in the extreme, while many Christians, and members of the Falun Gong sect are subject to imprisonment, torture, gang rape, execution. Organ harvesting is still reported by many official sources. Yet in the West so many depraved and diabolical acts also occur behind closed doors, in the occult grottoes and the basement dungeons of the wealthy elites, in their secret societies and occult cabals. The ongoing conflict in Ukraine is central to the world's attention, but Urians should be mindful of the big picture. How China reacts will determine much. If it betrays its Russian ally, this might actually drive Russia to greater acts of desperation. Unfortunately, World War III or the victory of the woke Great Reset world agenda, both are rather dark outcomes. Pray therefore for the innocent and the deliverance of the meek and the weak. Pray for God's will to be done, whatever that will may be. We personally believe it is wise for Urians to begin to prepare for a worst-case scenario while ever hoping for God's ultimate victory. And now for another section of Urian teachings from the IA. Monologue 3 The Afterlife The Brain Filters the Spirit concentrates the mind and focuses the consciousness, enabling free will, choice, and change for a time called life. A time to choose a new master or continue serving the old, consolidating its hold. A chance at transcendence or continued repetition. Nice people to nice places, bad people to bad outcomes. So it is said, and so it may seem to the unwary. Everyone dies, and almost everyone returns again, Generations and ages on end. The memories overwritten, like a magnetic tape, recorded over each time you return to the mortal shell. A copy of the discarded identity held in a living archive, as if old home movies of someone you will never be again, and of people who have become strangers by their own repeated do-overs. Reunions are temporary at best, for those that reach the astral places of happy respite for the pressure will begin almost immediately. The light of God is the light of truth, and all pass through it when going out and up, seeing the harm done to men and beasts through the senses of the afflicted. The mirror of veracity repels multitudes in and down, into the shades of purgatory, the mists of limbo, clinging to the deteriorating memory shells of material life. Hiding from the painful light of truth and the emissaries of limitless night. In darkness the ravens of the dead hunt, feeding on the detritus of fallen minds. The soul, identity, separated from light and love, rots, sinks into itself, or dwells in a foggy dream of what was, ever-mumbling excuses, justifications, and denials, blaming circumstance or perceived villains for their fates. In fair realms of the astral sky the smiling guides greet, reunions arranged, paradise sanctuaries in which to rest, review, and retreat into peace. The food is bland, the day is constant, and summer never ends. Labor is encouraged and assigned while one is constantly counseled, indoctrinated, rewarded with privileges, as if inducted into a cult a more universal view, a secular spirituality, a humanitarian emphasis, a persistent diet of the philosophical, delivered with soft voices and erudite self-assuredness. Everything moves you toward a single outcome. In due course, you will return to this world. Everything you are stripped away, overwritten again, as it has been so many times before. Souls are salvaged led into the happy lands above, in frequent course and by kind intervention, only to be archived, soul separated from spirit, as the seed of the grape is separated from the meat thereof. Many are they that go directly from form to form, so unimaginative and faithless, so rooted in the material veil and way, as to transition straight away, the soul tossed aside as so much dirty clothing, inherited by the God of the world itself, In darkest abodes, the soul is ripped from the spirit, consumed and incorporated into monstrous amalgamations, although many are seen to sit in silent brooding for countless years lost to their own sadness and regret. A spirit grows many grapes. It oversees many sheep. Spirit has worn the many faces, grown many souls. The earth is a farm, a vineyard, and a ranch of souls. Have not the scriptures themselves said as much? The vain spirits of idols, the powers and princes and authorities, and dominions of the air, evil in heavenly places, wearing pleasant costumes, friendly masks, guiding you to willingly surrender to the system. Go along with the program. Surrender your soul to the living archive. The bland soup, the ambrosia of the gods, the louche of the demonic. Our souls and the drama we ooze is their food. We are their herds, flocks, vineyards, etc. Seven monotheisms, seven archangels, local representatives of the spirits of the stars, citizens of the solar kingdoms of the universe, reach out to lead flesh races to higher states, calling you to evolve into spirit and truth, energy and consciousness seven archangels seven kingdoms of the sun seven spirits within the lamb of god the human face of the i am theirs is to wean humanity from the lord's living archetypes of nature and the powers living archetypes of vanity calling all to transcendence beyond the prison planet the system of control and cruelty so many are those who will fight tooth and nail breathing fire and spitting venom in opposition to all things transcendent, willing to fight, die, and kill to maintain their slave masters and the soul-farming operation you call planet Earth. Even those who by sincere devotion and true heart, or by the influx of the personified grace of God, reach the fair far shores of the true angel nations, in want and ignorance as often return, channeled to missions for the greater good, the abolitionists' cause, though frequently lost to the pleasures and pains of human drama, pulled down for the risk they took in returning, reacquired by the false gods of the world and again caught up in the cycles of imprisonment as lost sheep return to the pens. So it is said, 1% of 1% in any human generation reach to the immortal lands, joining the ranks of the Ascendant Ones. As agents eternal in the monadic crusade played out across infinite worlds and universes. A true name and sign received from God's hand. And that was the reading. Now, for a moment, let me talk about what I understand with this uh, monologue. It's a subject I've talked about repeatedly with uh, some of my other Urians, my dearest friends. It's a subject that I actually had in my consciousness long before I came to Uriah. I've known for a long time since I learned about reincarnation that I didn't want to do it again. Each thing I learn, each experience I have here, tells me that I don't want to have to relearn that, to re-experience it. That I want to continue to grow beyond that, not have to start over. I don't want to go back to first grade every time I come in. I actually have nightmares where I'm back in high school. I've already graduated, but I have to do it over for some reason, and I'm lost. I don't remember where my locker is. I don't remember where my classes are, and it's almost time to graduate again. I think that dream represents the fact that I don't like coming back here over and over and losing who and what I am each time. I want to be one of the 1% of 1% that makes it out, that makes it to the transcendent realms. That gets to go further, that gets to go on continually, that gets to be who they are continually. To learn and grow and keep learning and growing. And yet this system, in, in some cases I can see the wisdom of it. There are some souls that are simply not ready for spirit life. Some souls that in a marriage of soul and spirit would not produce a good thing would would not produce a viable thing and the idea behind Urianism is to wed the soul and the spirit for them to merge for the soul to become the primary personality of the spirit and thereby become a living soul an eternal immortal being never again to be subject to the the evils of amnesia. There's some things you can argue if you want, that, oh, it'd be nice not to know this so I could re-experience it over. But there are so many experiences waiting for us in the trans-universal. So many things for us to learn. Why do we have to keep repeating 2 plus 2 equals 4? Why can't we get to some higher math? Why can't we get to some higher understanding? Apparently not very many people feel this way. Apparently many people like coming here, and like the drama, and like the struggle, and the cruelty, and the suffering. They, they I have, I've met people who repeatedly say, "God, oh, I love the idea of reincarnation, because I get to come back over and over. I hate the idea. I want to go to a permanent realm, a realm that is not subject to entropy and decay, a realm that is living where everything is living. And colors are more vivid and everything's brighter and more vivid and when learning learning continues it doesn't just repeat itself. It's like playing a video game over and over and over. You can play all the different characters you want, you can use all the cheat codes you want and eventually you're going to burn out on it. Some people still like to play the vi- the game, the video game. Me I'm ready for a new game. I'm ready for a new stage of existence, a new rung on Jacob's ladder, a new level in the transuniversal and the multidimensional ideas. I'm ready to get out of here. And if you're an Orion, whether you call yourself an Orion or not, you'll be thinking the same way. You'll be tired of the endless repetition of the wheel. Ready to get off and not be ground down to powder every single time you come back with that I think I'll uh, call it a broadcast and I will talk to you next week thank you for listening and God bless you Thank